This is the Deer Man in Betweener. Welcome. My name's Andrew Hilbert. Thanks for coming. You know what this is. This is the Deer Man in Betweener. We're in between episodes of story of the Deer Man saga. I interview my favorite kind of people. People who are easy to talk to, fun to talk to, fun to listen to. Um, and, you know, they're talented folks in their own right. Today is no different. Zach Chapman. His website is chappyfiction.com. Uh, most recently, he had a story published in Nature Journal at nature.com called The Console. Go look it up. It's real good. You'll do yourself a favor. It has shades of uh, Black Mirror, uh, you know, Ray Bradbury, the Velt kind of thing going on. He also recently had a story in Starship Sofa, which is a podcast, and it's narrated by some dude. So it's just great. It's an easy thing to read, consume, because you can just listen to it, much like this thing. Well, we're excited because uh, Zach and I have been talking about doing something like this for quite a while. I've known him for about a year. And uh, we both like hot sauce quite a bit. And we both like to show hot ones on YouTube. Unlike hot ones, this is going to be all audio because no one wants to see us shitting their pants in pain, in mortal terror. But everyone likes to get their ears blown out by hearing people scream. So let's just uh, let's just get right into it. This is going to be the Zach Chapman episode of Deer Man in Betweener. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Hilbert. You're listening to Deer Man in Betweener. I'm here with Zach Chapman. He is a uh, sci-fi enthusiast, right? I yeah, say that. So I like all genres. Yeah, I mean, but sci-fi, uh, fantasy, and horror. Those are the best ones. The nerd trifecta. Yeah, that's 100%. The, the triptych. Uh, yeah. We are, uh, you know, I've known him for uh, a couple years. No, actually one year. I don't want to get too far here. I've known <laughs> him for one year, and, uh, you know, we hit it off. And, you know, I found out he was a writer. He found out I was a writer. Uh, we had that, you know, that time where two dogs look at each other and kind of like sniff each other's buttholes. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> smells pretty good, dude. You know? But uh, we both like the show Hot Ones on uh, YouTube. If you haven't seen that show, you should probably check it out. But we're going to be doing, we're going to be talking, we're going to be in conversation while eating these hot wing sauce. And we've got 10 sauces here getting worse and worse. I was very excited about this earlier, and then I started prepping this, and it's not no longer exciting. It's an infinite Scoville on the, the last one. Uh, What's Blair's, that one? Blair's Mega. Oh, it's Scoville is like the heat levels. Right. And this one, I, I it it means it's super hot. Yeah. And and they a couple of them are like ghost peppers, and that that's like the hottest occurring pepper. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's pretty. Hot naturally occurring. Pepper. Yeah. Okay. The, they've done the the scorpion, which is like that mixed with the habanero. Yeah. Which is hotter, and then there's the Carolina Reaper, which is hotter than that, and then they just made this new one that's like. Is this pepper thing? X. Yeah. See, well, he had made it like yeah. a while ago, and he was just like waiting to drop it. I, yeah. I heard he like made it like years ago, and he's just like, I got something that's hotter. I'm just like waiting. I've heard that too. Like he was just like, <laughs> someone's gonna try to top me, but I've already topped myself. Yeah. Is that? I think maybe you told me that. I don't know, man. I I, I went down this rabbit hole of hot sauce for a while, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I always order the spiciest thing I can on the menu. Um, I enjoy hot sauce, but. Um, I don't know. This seems pretty a bit much. Yeah, I like I like really hot things, but like once you get to the last three on this list, it's like it starts being beyond hot and kind of like just pain. Yeah. So. Well, hey, dude, this is 
this is Trump's America's post-apocalypse. This is <laughs> yeah. gonna feel fucking great, dude. <laughs> it's like that, uh, you know that movie Da Vinci Code, where the the I didn't read the books, but I saw the movie, and it was as awful as I've read the books were. But you know that guy who's just like whipping himself. Oh yeah, with the cat and nine yeah. tails. Like, I mean, this is this is our this, new pleasure here, yeah. dude. Um, so Zach Chapman here, uh, ChappyFiction.com is your website. Yeah, uh, he publishes short stories quite often, and uh, they're all really good. His latest one Thanks. is The Console on Nature.com. It's awesome. It's like a Black Mirror episode meets Ray Bradbury's The Velt, but a little bit darker. You know? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. those, are, those are all like really good compliments. Yeah, I, was, I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, thanks. Um, and then before that, Starship Sofa. What was your most recent one on that? That one uh, was a habit, Horror on Habitat 7 or, yeah, so, or something like something that. Like that. Yeah. That one was awesome, and it kind of reminded me of like what you think of, you know, when you watch Futurama, Zap Brannigan, you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of shit. Uh, significantly less funny, <laughs> more dark. Uh, but uh, the thing about, well, let's, let's get into this sauce real quick. Oh, all right, yeah. kids sauce here. What, what what is this? This is the oh, this, this is, is least like, one. Yeah, this is just tastes good. Okay, with a little bit of little bit of heat. We, should we, all right, should we let's tap do, the nuts. Tap the nuggets, dude. I'm just. That one's good. I like that one. Really, I, I got this one at the hot sauce festival. That one's good. This year, yeah. Uh, it's a honey and hot sauce concoction. I'm gonna have some drink of the Lone Star here. I spent like fifty bucks there. I believe it. I was like, I mean, as you get hotter and hotter, they cost. They're like ridiculous, right? Not, not so much. Like so, the really, really the stuff that we don't have on this table because it's that hot. Those do get really expensive. Those yeah. are like. Uh, like the extract stuff, that's like forty bucks yeah. between forty and eighty, and it comes in a tiny, like a vial. Yeah, and uh, th- not that's, interested in that. Yeah, at all, yeah, like that shit. Like I've had that, and you have to sign a waiver to to eat it. Yeah, and you just you put a drop on a cracker and you pace for like twenty I, minutes. I've had that experience. Like, Whoa, dude, this is fucking hot. I've been to the hot sauce festival in Austin, which is just badass. It's totally cool, awesome, but it's like super fucking hot outside. It's it's just, the middle of August. Yeah, and you're just sweating, and you're like, yeah, more. Hot yeah, sauce, it sucks. And, and then you get into a line, and you taste like a hundred hot sauces with oh, a chip. I, I did that. I, I got to did. the end. That shit was gross. It was like a trough. <laughs> yeah, it was. There was like, I was like, there needs to be some sneeze bars on this shit <laughs> yeah. because it's just like all of these sauces and people like. Shuffling and sweating, and like the sauce is like splashed all over the the like white tables. I don't yeah. know. It looked like a horror movie. Well, I mean, by the end, that was the least of your worries. You oh, know? oh, is it that hot? <laughs> you start farting. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the Diamondbacks Texified Sriracha. I'm a terrible host. I, I, I built a I built the wall between Zach and the Nuggets because you know I just wanted him to have more pain than me. Mm. Pretty good. It's all right. Sriracha, I don't know. It's sriracha is good on um, certain types of food. Yeah, flat like stir noodles. Fry. Yeah. Um, not, not go for nuggets. it. <laughs> 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 How old are you? You're in your thirties, right? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Well, I'm I'm turning thirty-two, and I'm still eating chicken nuggets like they're <laughs> a fucking delicacy. I like them. Yeah, <laughs> pinky out everything. Um, dude, what, when did you start writing in your life? When did you know you wanted to be a writer? Or oh, that's that's a hard 
question because it's, it's literally the dumbest question ever, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's I uh, I hear no, not a lot of people ask me that, but I always hear it on interviews, and uh, and there are, everyone answers this question like, oh, since I was born, I was writing like with a pen in my hand, and like for me, like I, I'm ADD, and I don't read so good. And so, uh, especially when I was younger, like, I was in special ed and shit, and so uh, I didn't really, like, I wanted to make board games when I was really young. Like, that was, yeah. like, like I and when I finally, uh, a friend gave me a console, like, it gave me, like, an NES. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I want to make, like, NES games. Uh, so that was kind of, like, and I liked the story-based one. Well, back then it was, like, Zelda or, like... Right. Final Fantasy or whatever. So, like, I really gravitated to those, like, storytelling-type games. Yeah. And, um, like, and yeah, all the Final Fantasies, like, up through PlayStation and all that. Um, but, yeah, like, so at first it was more, like, creating games, yeah. which is what I wanted to do. And what, like, I love that medium. It's, like, I like it more than novels and, you know, short stories. Like, I, you, if I could... Just make video games. That's what I yeah. want to do. Because it's like the it's like the next progression. It's like more immersive than a short story in some ways. Like oh, it just I agree with you. You know, and because you know, this is why I I read in biography of Kurt Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. TV salesman came to his door and was going to sell him a TV, mm-hmm. and he bought it, and he's like, I'm going to stop writing. Books. Nobody is going to read that shit anymore. Yeah. They have a TV. Where I'm going to start writing teleplays. I'm going to write plays for the television. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, after I read that on PBS, they were playing a Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, that's like you know, it was origins. it was like a play. You oh, know? oh, nice. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was not great TV, but yeah. one of his scripts. Yeah, one of his scripts. Wow. And so well, the funny thing about it is, he saw that TV wasn't like this rotting of the brain. This was just another way to have narrative. And I, I really think we're in a, a golden age or maybe a turning point in a lot of ways because you hear a lot of older people or curmudgeonly people say like, oh, kids don't read anymore. But they are interacting with story more than their parents have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like Final Fantasy, those kind of things, that gets people into the world of yeah. sci-fi and fantasy. I think, yeah, it depends on, you know, it depends on when, you know, for me it was Final Fantasy. And eventually I did obviously start writing in like fourth grade or whatever, but like the the for me it was like those Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Like they're all text based. Yeah. And that kind of really forced me to have to like just sit down and read. Right. Um and they're just they're great nar- well, I thought they were great narratives and I was I just started replaying nine because they had yeah. like a re you know, HD version of it come out on the PlayStation. Yeah. And I'm like surprised at how well written or it, at the very least how well paced everything is. Right. I mean, obviously like there's translation stuff and yeah. you know, it's a product of its time, but I was, I'm still like, man, some of this writing's like pretty fucking solid. Well, you know, there's one of the things is like final fantasy seven spoiler alert here. Okay. Oh, you know, at the end of the first disc, Eris gets killed, and uh, you know it's devastating. I was in seventh grade when I when I played that. Yeah, and it was kind of devastating in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, I was. Um, I was in fourth grade. Imagine if you were younger. I know, man. I was a sen- I was a sensitive kid. You know, I was <laughs> yeah. real sensitive. But uh, I tried to have this tough exterior, you know. But mm-hmm. man, when Aris died, and I was balling, and it was rough. But you know, the other thing is, you can't expect. You don't expect a movie to have the same depth as a novel. A novel can go reach back further and do all kinds of crazy stuff with the world and characters. A movie has has to be. A certain amount of time, yeah. You know what I mean. And so, video games, you can't judge it based on like, oh, it's great writing for a video game. Well, yeah. a novelist ain't gonna write a great video game. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So. It's yeah, it's the medium. Yeah, like yeah, it's all about optimizing the medium. Like you know, books, books, you get to have all that character development. You can spend, you know, Stephen King can fucking spend like. 800 pages just developing characters and it feels okay but yeah. like you, there, that would make a terrible movie right and, and Stephen King's made so many terrible oh, almost all of the Stephen King movies are terrible yeah because it's like there's nothing that makes a good movie in the, or well often I'm not, right. I'm not gonna just say because I really I did enjoy it and uh, there are like the novellas I think his novellas make good movies yeah so I haven't seen the new it I read it the book a couple years ago, it's massive, you know. And yeah. whenever I said, "Oh, I think I'm gonna make a movie like that," well, there's a lot of shit that can cut out for a movie. It yeah. Just doesn't work. A lot of the kids' stories, it's you know, kind of stupid for, in a visual format. Yeah. And then the ending of the book is just, I mean, it is a what the in, fuck? inappropriate. I, I, yeah, and I, but I do think that I kind of do think it is his best book. Oh, I think it's one of his. I mean, I think I would say it is my favorite of his books. Yeah, I mean, and I like I like the Dark Tower, but it ebbs and flows. Like it's there's no, it he's writing outside of a genre that he is good at writing. I think he reaches in it. You know, what I mean, and it's like a, it's an admirable, it's a, it's admirable. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I love those stories where it's just like this doesn't feel like something anyone should or would be writing. Right, and like half the time, it just doesn't quite hit and then sometimes you're just like oh fuck yeah like that's yeah. amazing I can't believe someone made this and then it's like okay well now and, and then the other flip, flip side of that is like well of course no one would make something like yeah. this it doesn't quite work yeah but yeah I think it would make a good video game <laughs> a good survival I, horror dude I think it would be awesome if you yeah. think about it uh, Tapatio's next Tapatio alright All right. let's do it let's bump the nugs bump the, bump bump nugs, the nugs Tapatio is one of those sauces I have all the time that in a nugget, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't made I'm, for nuggets. I'm digging this first one for nuggets. The first one's great for nuggets. I can imagine. This first one, um, Kent sauce, honey and hot sauce concoction, also really good on, um, like if you like to spot, like there's a little bit of spice on um, like an egg roll. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I see that. I see that. Tapatio. You know, it, it's the everyman sauce. It can go on anything but nuggets. It just has a weird feeling. Now, also, these nuggets have been sitting out for a while. So oh, yeah, they're cold. getting a little cold, yeah. but, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because uh, we got a podcast to do, and then we got nuggets to eat. And if we get... Because once we get to the end, we're just going to be stupid. Yeah. Like, because we're not professional. Yeah. You know, like, the Mike or the whoever the guy, the host, like... He eats that shit for a living, so he's, like, able to keep shit on track. I feel like once... Because uh, Miguel and I tried to do this. Yeah. Oh, and we should... Now that we're on the podcast, we should talk about Miguel. Yeah. he's one cool dude. 
and uh, he's how I found out that you were a writer because you had, or like I put two in, well you had seen the the because I was editing an anthology right at the time time travel tales it's out it's on Amazon you should so, pick it up it's super legit it's got some good shit on there I guarantee you I'll have a link oh, on the yeah. website <laughs> link I, in the show notes yeah, oh, yeah I don't need to be drinking that yet uh, Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. Uh, so I was at his place late one night, and we were drinking, and uh, he was telling me about a book uh, that he had just read. Because, you know, that's a, I'm, all, I'm always like, hey, what are you reading? Hey, yeah. what are you watching? Like, and he was like, oh, Andrew, uh, I, I think, you know, and I was like, I was looking at it, and I'd only met you once, and I was like, hmm, this seems like really familiar. <laughs> like I know like his name feels really familiar and he's like well you know maybe you know him because he's like he's a local author and I was like I don't really know any local authors yeah. like I've like I'm more in the the, the, the hard genre yeah. like the sci-fi like the armadillo con people you right. were telling me about yeah. like those types of people not a lot of those in Austin so I was like so I was like huh and then I, I saw that you had dedicated it to your wife which I remembered her name because she works with my wife yeah and I was like, oh, my God, I know Andrew. It's like we've, like, hung out. We had hung out once or twice at that point. Yeah. Like, I think we had played cards together, and then you would come over for a Halloween party. Which, yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. We've known each other for a little over a year. Yeah. But, like, only, yeah, like, only in passing, kind yeah. of. And so I was like, oh, well, this is cool. And so. Yeah. Yeah, I like I bought. He let me borrow it, but then I just read a couple pages. I mean, like, see that that in itself is a review of the book. (laughs) I only only read a couple pages and I tossed it in the show. No, I I I did it though. I just I mean, you're you're joining the likes of like of Kurt Vonnegut. I only read a couple chapters. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things. Like he loaned it to me. Yeah, and like I took the uh, cat's crate or. Cat's cradle out of the library, and it's like I gotta give this back. See, you know what? I'm not offended. I'm not hurt. <laughs> but you can go take your fucking dog dude, out there, dude, and dude, get the fuck out of my house. All right. <laughs> but no, I like. Uh, I mean, the the start was good. Yeah. The first, well, hey, I the appreciate first five that. pages were like it, it was solid, but I was just like I re- I read some predominantly short stories. Yeah. So like, and I know it's it's. It's pro. It's pretty much borderline novella, right? Yeah. Was it like? I mean, it's basically 40, 000, it's a novella. No, it's less than that. It's like thirty thousand. It's a it's a it's a novella, and it's a short novella at that. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I need to. I just need to read it. You just need to read it, man. I just need to read it. Yeah. yeah. If you if you find yourself not liking Dude. it and wanting to shit on it, stop reading. Stop. It. Yeah, stop reading. No, I, it was never at that point. Yeah. Like I just like literally, I do that. Like all of my anthologies are like half read, yeah. but that and that's what I love about I, I buy most of the books on my shelf are anthologies because I will like ADD. I just, I'll read oh, yeah. a short story and then I'll put it down and then I'll be like, "Hey, what's this shiny book over here?" Yeah. Read a short story and like, yeah. There's very few books that I will read like cover to cover very quickly. Yeah, I re I do most of my reading through like Audible. Yeah, so. Well, well, novel reading. Yeah. I don't really read anthologies on Audible. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, I like short stories. I mostly read novellas because I feel they're tight, they're punchy. And, yeah. like, I, it's not that I have ADD, but I've noticed as I get older, I never really noticed it as a problem when I was a kid. But I tend to switch words around a lot in my head. Yeah. And it's just like, 
like the endings of words will get all jumbled. I don't know. It's not like dyslexia or anything, mm. but it's like a, it's a mild form of it or something. Yeah. And sure. uh, so I start to like lose myself a little bit while I'm reading. I still read a lot, but I mostly prefer shorter novels and short stories just because they're easy to digest and get through a lot of them. And I think that's the form that's kind of taking over anyways in genre fiction. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I mean genre fiction has always been about short stories in a lot of ways. I'm kind of more of the bizarro pulpy world and you're the hard hard genre folks who are Yeah, I mean like it 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 depends cuz I I don't know. I think with Dear Man, I I definitely feel like that's sellable to a lot of the markets that I'm like Yeah. that I like actively I'm like I'll pick a market and I'll like actively go after it. Yeah. Like with that, um, the ha- that Habitat horror story, which was like basically like Cthulhu and like space opera right. type thing. Um, that one, I like, there was this open call for submissions for like a space opera Cthulhu like yeah. anthology. And so I was like, I'm going to write something specifically yeah. for that. And then they're like, you know, not. I mean, almost all the time you're going to get rejections. Like, right. just that's like the way I think about submitting. Oh yeah, like, I'm just going to get a rejection and then. But at least I will. It like I'll use that as like motivation to write. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so I wrote something and it got rejected, and then I had this editor, the the uh, Jeremy Zoll, who is the editor of uh, Starship. He's the the editor of that. Yeah. Star, the there's a three. Yeah. The, st- I forget what they're. If you if you go Starship, I, I know this. Guy, I did this today. If you go to Starship Sofa, yeah, you can find the other ones. Yeah, and ta- Tales to Terrify. Tales to Terrify. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I've been on Tales to Terrify, and I just sold them another story too, Sweet. which I'm like super happy about. Yeah, I was. I told Nina after I listened to that the podcast thing, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go after these markets. You, you should <laughs> you know? because they're they're bad. They do yeah. a good job. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I love like, that. I mean, the other thing too, I love the audio format too. Yeah, when you got a good reader reading, I mean. You've heard me read my own shit. Yeah. You know, no, I think it's really good. I mean, I, I think it's fine and it's fun, but it's also like a lot of work. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, and, I, you know, part of the podcasting is I, I perform a lot and you get kind of get tired of it, you know. Um, it just, for me, it expends a lot of energy. Yeah. I'm like an ambivert, I've heard there, you know. So I, I, I can be an extrovert and I can be extremely introverted too. Like I'll spend days and never going out and say hi to anybody. Yeah. But my dog, my cat, and my wife, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm also pretty extroverted, so performing takes a lot out of me, but I enjoy doing it, if that makes any sense. I definitely – it makes sense because I feel I, I feel similar because, like, I was extremely extroverted as a kid. That, yeah. That's my dog. Oh, well, that's my shithead dog. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, the good thing about people listening to this is they're going to think it's their dog. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold that thought. Let's right. go to the next sauce. Yeah. Here. What is this? It. What is Louis? Oh, this one doesn't taste good, but it's – Pain is good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not that hot, and it's not that good, but it's on the... Dude, bump nugs. Yeah. I was um, very, uh, very much an extrovert growing up, Uh, but now I work from home. You know, I, I you know occasionally I'll have like meetings. Yeah. But I've been I've been working from home for over two years, and so like my social skills have just like so atrophied yeah. and I'll like I'll like be thinking about oh I wanna you know we're gonna go out and like oh I'll be on like a podcast or whatever yeah. 
And then I'll get like social anxiety, yeah. which is like it's, it's like I used to love. When I still, I still love like talking to people, but yeah. no, I definitely hear you of like between the two, like, right? Definitely going back and forth, which is yeah, I'm definitely there. Well, the, the funny thing is, we went to this for your wife's birthday. We went to a tea tasting together. Oh yeah. Right? So we went to this tea tasting thing, and it was like. To me, I was very anxious about it. Because... I was fucking anxious as fuck, too. I couldn't <laughs> stop talking that whole Dude, time. Dude, no, no, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> I walk into this dark room and a guy wearing, like, super baggy sweatpants. It was just like, it was just Austin in a nutshell in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, and the kid was probably like, I don't know, he was probably like not even drinking age. I don't know. No, I, he, he I looked, couldn't tell. Know, he looked like he was 18. Yeah, and he was trying to talk to us about the, the what was it, the singularity and stuff. Yeah. And as soon as you started talking... And cracking jokes, kind of like not taking the question seriously, but participating earnestly. Uh, that was just like that, that was like a way off my shoulders. Like, okay, cool. I can I can make jokes. I can kind of I can enjoy this experience while making fun of it. I, oh yeah, like that whole time. So I had been there before, yeah. and they had an event. And this place is like everything that I'm not. Like I am like to get into I guess like the alt religious and like all all that type of shit which is you're not supposed to but like I'm pretty as atheist as it gets and as a um, skeptic and rational yeah. like a, a rationalist or whatever uh, and these we had gone there before for like a, an event called a tea, Trek Tea Time or yeah. something like that and there were just like people that were like talking they were supposed to be talking about like star trek or like nerdy shit which like i like the original series a lot and so like i I was like oh maybe it'll be like a bunch of nerds will be there and it'll be like fun like we'll be able to you know talk nerdy to people and like and miguel went and he's not a sci-fi guy at all he just likes horror yeah and uh so we were there and they were like create i mean they're like the type of people that just piss me off when they start talking they're like Oh yeah, like your aura is like blah blah blah. Oh and my like, god! And you're yeah, and like the whole time. And so like I was like, I came in, like okay, people are gonna be. And sometimes I'll when I'll drink coffee, I'll like start getting anxious. Yeah. And so like I had taken an energy drink because I was tired, and then we were drinking tea the whole time, and yeah. so I was just like starting to bounce off the walls. And when when we were hanging out there and. I was still on about the, my last experience, yeah. which was, like, just people talking about chakras and, like, other shit that I – that triggers me hardcore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I was just making fun of them. Like, every question he would ask, I would just, like <laughs> – yeah. I would just have some dumb shit to say that was, like, oh, yeah, like – Well, it was one of those social <laughs> situations where you're not sure. Like, yeah, going like, in, it's like, I didn't peg them. I didn't peg them for these types of folks. But I'm going to be respectful. You yeah. Know? I'm going to go and I'm going to feel it out. You know, I'm going to feel it out. Yeah. And he started talking shit. I mean, it was, it was sarcastic. You know, yeah. you were very sarcastic. And I thought, okay, <laughs> fuck yeah. Put yeah. my shades on, lit my cigarette, and like, let's roll. Yeah, you're not going to, like, come up to me and start talking about, like, the singularity. Like, yeah. there's, like, it's like a spiritual thing. Right, like, yeah, you, that, that bothers you, me. Yeah, That like, bothers me. Like, I'm all down to talk about, like... Star Trek and like science fictiony things, but when you're like, and my my mom will do this too. Yeah. Like she'll be like, she even told me this. She was like, uh, 
Gene Roddenberry, he like channeled that. He like, which is like basically like, to me as a writer, that's like a fuck you to the artist. It's like, yeah. oh, so like he picked that up on like some fucking vibrational. Oh, like, what the yeah. fuck does that even mean? He channeled it. It's like, so stupid. I, I I get tricked. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, your, I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I my, my invasion of the weirdos is kind of like is that thing. Okay, well, but but let's go. You read the first couple pages of that one. Right? Uh, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, let's go to this one. And I got a story about chakras and, and auras and stuff like that for you. This is the biggest letdown, dude. Ghost pepper blueberry hot sauce. It's so not ghost peppery, though. Yeah. And even when you get to it doing the regular ones challenge, mm-hmm. it's after. It's like more than one after this. It's okay. like two after yeah. this. In fact, I'm sorry, it's one after this. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, Oh yeah, and I'm I'm pointing so the audience who's listening to podcasts like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm just I'm talking about the order of where these are in hotness relative relative to the show that we're ripping off and yeah, all right, shit, but this is it says it's ghost pepper, but it's like a vinaigrette. Yeah, it's like something you'd put on on a salad. On a salad. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so I work at a bar slash coffee shop, so I get a lot of these chakra people. Quite a bit. Oh man! And I think at my place of work, as a, as an as an employee, you gotta be I'm, nice to those people. Well, so I work mostly at night, and you have a little more leeway oh, because yeah. you're kicking people out, people are getting drunk. You know, it's your job, it's your ass. You have to like really be on top of things. But at my work, I'm probably the least likely. I'm probably the most non spiritual person there. Mm-hmm. But um. So I got two ladies, two ladies from separate groups came up to me. And this is that night. We're not closing, but close to closing time. Come up to me and say, hey, this guy's been real weird out there. Uh, I need someone to go check it out. And, I, and, I'm, and, and I'm just like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's check this dude, shit out. Fuck it. Yeah. Whoop some ass. Yeah, so I hike up my fucking, my fucking shorts. <laughs> I pull up my socks to like You're the rolling couch, up dude. your sleeves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get my towel and fucking put it in my pocket. Go out. And there's this guy just... Laying down, sleeping. And I, I, and I go, hey, man, you can't sleep here. You got to go. And he, like, wakes up, looks at me, and says, I'm going to fuck your mom until she, and I'm going to cream pie on her until she screams. And then he got up to walk away, and the back of his shirt said, yoga something. You know? Oh, man. And so I said, hey, they teach you that in yoga? And he turns around like 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 the, the, all the fury of Satan, yeah, right in my face. He's like, "Your aura is misaligned" or some shit like that. What? And I'm like, "Dude, you had a bad aura." <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude!" And uh, you know, it was like a whole big deal, whatever. And I told my coworkers, I, "I bet you he's here tomorrow. He's just that entitled and idiotic. He'll come back tomorrow." I go there and during the day to get coffee. I'm in line. Just happened to turn around. He's standing right behind me. And I was like, dude, you need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, so yoga people, you know. Chakras. Chakras. Are we Are we doing the... Uh, let's uh, go to this. Dude, this one's good. So this is Mikey V's... Oh, yeah, this is good. Sweet um, ghost pepper. The, yeah, I found this at uh, the... Um, Hot sauce festival. Sweet. Yeah. What year did you go? Did you go this year? Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, man. This no. is good on a nugget. And that sauce is already down to its end. Yeah, because I, I just got it a couple months ago. Yeah, that's pretty good. Went through it. I do like that one. And I got this next one called Sontava, I believe. It's just habanero hot. Mm-hmm. 
I'm on my second bottle of this since since I picked it up at the festival. Yeah, since lashing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, Final Fantasy. I know we're both Final Fantasy nerds. Oh, shit. So, I, I did a storytelling thing one time. And mm-hmm. part of the story was about Final Fantasy. I mean, part, there's, a, there's a line I put in there. Well, every story is about Final Fantasy. Right, exactly. Right? I mean, Final Fantasy is like the Bible, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I put a line there because I knew it would be the heel. You know, I knew that it would just like get the audience all triggered. Mm-hmm. I said, I said something like, "I know, and I know you all know that Final Fantasy VIII is the best Final Fantasy." Oh, I, where did you say this? Because I, I said like, it at the at, no, not at the North Door. What was this place? What was your uh, audience? Because Spy, that Spider be House like, Ballroom. That could okay. be dangerous. Okay, so I, I, so I, I figured there'd be, I figured there'd be about. You know, twenty something, thirty something white males that yeah. would get triggered by you know four chanters or yeah, something. I have a friend who's if I that agrees with that statement. Oh, I agree. I, one, I actually believe it. That, oh believe shit! It. Are you? Yeah, serious? I'm serious. Well, I mean, I like Final Fantasy VI quite a bit too, and I love Final Fantasy VII, but I think Final Fantasy VIII just has so that's, much depth and it's underappreciated. I, I, I agree that it's yeah. underappreciated, yeah. but. Okay, well, we, 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 I can see it trigger you. <laughs> so, anyways, Dude, your aura is out of whack. So, I hear booze and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, fuck you guys." Yeah, I was there that night. <laughs> yeah, no we, joke. We went to the bar. <laughs> 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 sorry, I will not edit those costs out. Uh, so, you know, sorry to everyone that's deaf, <laughs> so deaf they can't hear my apology. Um, Went to the bar later, and the bar is, I'm not kidding, on the other side of town. So, Spider House Ballroom is pretty downtown, northy campus. Yeah. Went to Tiniest Bar, which is south. You know, well, still north of the river, you know, but pretty, it's really downtown. And uh, some guy was so fucking drunk. He came up to me. Oh, And he's like, shit. are you fucking retarded, bro? Bro. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven is way better than Final Fantasy Eight, And I was just like... Yeah, dude, just because you couldn't finish Final Fantasy VIII doesn't mean it's worse than Final Fantasy VII. Oh, seven. shit. <laughs> it totally triggered him. It was great. Dude, I, I even had the guide for that one. I didn't finish it. I was against guides, man. I was I was, I was was against guides as a child. Well, I didn't I didn't mm. need guides, but for, for whatever reason, that one, like... It's hard. Like, it, it, well, it, it was one of those <clears throat> things where, like, a lot of archaic game design, I feel like, yeah. it's just like, here's the world. Yeah. And you're like, where the fuck am I supposed to yeah. go? What do you mean here is yeah. the world? Well, the junction system was pretty rough, too, because it was like magic became kind of like an item. Yeah. You know? It wasn't like you, you hooked up materia to your weapon. Yeah. And you had as much magic power as you had. You know, it, you had magic power, and that dictated how many times you could use it. Yeah. This, you had a stock that depleted. Yeah. You know, and then that pissed me off. So there was this, there was this junctioning... So, so, like, it recently, I went on, like, a Final Fantasy kit. Because at some point, the reason I was doing this, uh, I was just watching, like, YouTube reviews of, like, all of those kind of PS1 JRPGs yeah. that were, like, in the, the best... They were, like, the best games of their time. Like, yeah. like the Final Fantasies and, like, all other Square, yeah. Square Soft, Square Enix stuff. So I was like watching like retrospectives on that, and apparently in Final Fantasy VIII, and I never did this, I didn't know, but like within after the first dungeon, you can have your HP at nine 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 nine. Yeah, you could. I, I didn't know, and you you do it through junctioning. Like I didn't. So yeah, I, I don't remember exactly. It's been a long time since I played it, but 
I do remember, but it, it almost didn't matter. Because the bosses and stuff leveled with you. It wasn't like Final Fantasy VII where you could grind. I mean, and, and then whoop the shit out of the And then whoop the, the shit out of the rest yeah. of the game. It was like the bosses had a floor, but, but they had no ceiling. Wherever gotcha. you were at, they would go. Gotcha. So they would be hard at a certain level, but they would be just as hard at any other level. I, I was – so I, when I was – I was talking to my buddy because they did the, the 7 um, – they did a remake of – not a remake, but they did a like a HD re-release of 7. And they've done one with 9, but they haven't done one with 8. And I, I really so – I, I do want – even though personally I feel like it's the the weakest of those three. Of the PS. Yeah, yeah. Of, of that era. I do want to go back and replay it because I didn't know all those tricks that you could do yeah. with the junctioning and like b- like b- boosting certain stats. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about it, what I really appreciate about it is it had a pretty – it reached – I mean, I, I appreciate when things reach for things. Like I just said about – Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if they fail, you it's like – points for uh, yeah. scope. Yeah, and I think Final Fantasy VIII had this great – it had this – it had this huge world where shit was going on, right? Yeah. And it had this wonderful personal story between Squall, Renoa, and then what was the other character's name? He was you never really saw him. He was like back in time or something else. I can't remember. Oh, do you play Leon? as him every once in a while? Yeah, you play as him every yeah. once in a while. Le- no, Leon is Squall in Final Fan in uh, the other game, uh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Okay, it's um, it's something. Yeah, yeah. no, I, and he like. He like shoots guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dude, I, I just thought, I don't know. I just felt as when, at the age I was, I just thought it was brilliant. I mean, I, I'm sure if I go back now, it seems stupid, but I think I think it's one of the best games. But I've, I've noticed. Well, what is your favorite of that of that era? Well, let's go to the next sauce. Okay. What is it, Santava? Yeah, this is the Santava, and this is the one that I love the shit out of. All right. So we'll see how it tastes on Nugget. But Dude, bump nugs. Bump the nugs. All right. What's your favorite of that that era? Mm. Not only is it my favorite of the era, it's my favorite. It's probably my favorite game of all time. It's Final Fantasy Nine. Really? Yeah. Wow. And <coughs> it's that for several reasons. I feel like it developed characters better than any of the other Final Fantasies. Yeah. Um, like Zidane is just like, like in Final Fantasy Seven and Eight, the protagonist is like kind of whiny like they whine a lot Zidane never whines like and even the character who whines the most like well there's two characters that whine there's um, Steiner and he's like kind of whining because he wants Steiner's the big guy right yeah Yeah. it's all comedic like he's the guy they call like uh, Zidane calls him rusty like he's like the knight who's trying to bring back the princess that Zidane has like stolen his his company as the game starts off it gets way more becomes like kind of like a political conflict after. <coughs> um but yeah uh so there's no the two whiny characters is like Vivi mm. and Steiner and Steiner is Vivi's the mage right the black mage yeah Vivi's the like the you know nine year old black mage yeah who's got like extreme power but like he has like super legit reasons to be like like that kind of more whiny character yeah. because, he, like, his um, his whole thing is he's this black mage and he doesn't really know what he is yeah. and he starts finding these these dolls as, as they describe them 
in very quickly in the game you find out that there's like a a political plot where they're using like basically doll humans that are black mages that look just like him that they look different than people and uh they're killing people and he's like am i just like this construct or like what you know what am i and like so i feel like that's much more of a i mean i guess uh, Cloud has a little bit of that with like his amnesia and shit, but yeah, like but he's it, he's, it, a, he's a bitch. Yeah. Like like he's not he's not like a little nine year old kid. Well, and Squall's the worst uh, of those three. Yeah. Squall's the worst because you literally start the game with Squall lying in bed, yeah. looking at the ceiling, not wanting to get up. Yeah, you know, I get you know. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine. I you know at the time I just didn't. I just I don't think I liked it that much. Now I see it's re-released for PlayStation Four or whatever. Um, I do want to buy it. I think it's overpriced though. It's like twenty bucks. Yeah, it's twenty bucks for a digital game. Ah. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it was cheaper on Steam. I think it was like, or might still be like sixteen. Yeah, but I, I got it on PS Four just because, yeah. like, man, I like those, uh, like those achievements and Dude. those trophies. Man. I know, they, man. They get, I, I chase that shit. I chase the dragon, yeah. man. But yeah, I think Final Fantasy Twelve is so underappreciated. It's brilliant. It's a great game. Have you have you played it? Yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. I didn't... Well, I played it when I was, like... It was so ahead of its time. I was I was in high school, and I was just, like... I I don't know. I just didn't... None of the... Uh, the main character was... I thought I thought he was trash at the time. I don't he know is trash. He, yeah. He's trash. He's worse than Squall. Uh, yeah. yeah so he, like, he's a little bitch. <laughs> dude, he sucks. But the game is great. The game is massive. It was so ahead of its time. Yeah. And playing it now... And I, I played Final Fantasy XV, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Playing it now, you can see how much Final Fantasy XV aped that. Like, just totally took ideas that worked from Final Fantasy XII and made it Final Fantasy XV. <clears throat> and more games, at the time, I think it was pretty complicated. You know, you had the Gambit system and all that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Whatever. No, I, I remember really liking the battle system, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Final Fantasy Thirteen was like... I stopped playing. Yeah, it was trash. Like, I, it was just... Yeah, I couldn't. It, it was really. Um, there were at almost every part of that, except for the battle system. Yeah, what like went wrong mm-hmm. in like in a non Final Fantasy style way. Yeah. So like, Final Fantasy is about exploring and character development, yeah. and you know, in that game, the characters they're all lame, they're not well developed, <clears> and there's a <throat> corridor. And the game is a literal corridor. You just walk down. There's no exploration. There's well, no. It's like Final Fantasy games are pretty linear for RPGs, anyways. And then yeah. they and they basically made the they made it a straight line. Like yeah. the maps are literally lines. And uh, and that's an interesting point because uh, let's go to the next nugget here. Oh yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is where be, we're gonna fuck some shit up. Yeah, right? this is where it gets painful and unlistenable and, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's we're, we're gonna lose concentration yeah. and uh, right. be like oh wow that's hot this is good because i really want to trash something okay. so this is gonna be perfect let's do it let's perfect. bump nugs dude yeah bump nugs fuck knocking over all kinds of shit just worrying dude, about bumping this. nugs gets deadly oh man it smells so bad that's, I, that's a terrible taste i get it it's like feel that fucking heat oh man it tastes like shit the bomb beyond insanity. Now I know why people are. Oh God! It's hot. Okay. Well. And it tastes bad. Oh I'm God! I'm gonna start drinking milk because I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna stay with Lone Star. Oh my God! That tastes so bad. Yeah. Oh God! 
The other ones, like, I feel like the other ones are as hot. Like, the other ones are supposed to be hotter. But I honestly, like, I do feel like once you get past this, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're feeling it's like bad. I see it. Yeah, like, I'm. It's bad. You just start. I'm going to the milk. Yeah. I did this whole challenge without milk twice, and it's like, it's just not worth it. And the guy says, like, well, milk doesn't help. It's like, no. I it helps like it for does. a little bit, yeah. It helps when it's on your tongue. So about the Final Fantasy 13, holy shit. About Final yeah. Fantasy 13, this is the era when Square was kind of losing. It was after Final Fantasy 12. It wasn't the most popular game in its time. But Square was starting to lose uh, market to, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that. And so they kind of chased market expectations. And I feel like certain writers do that too. Mm-hmm. I feel like you really can't... You can't chase what you think is going to be good because if it's not... If you're not into it, it's just not going to be good. You know what I mean? So they were... You're basically saying that Final Fantasy thirteen. Specifically, thirteen was just there were their hearts maybe weren't in it, like the developers' hearts weren't in it, or they were trying to do something that's just I think, not. I think they let the businessmen dictate the creativity. To me, thirteen, there's almost nothing that is intrinsically Final Fantasy. Oh, it sucks! It. I think it sucks. It just doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy, and they made fucking two sequels. It, it must have been high selling. I mean, the businessmen probably won. Well, I, yeah, no, right. did you buy it? I did buy it. I bought it too. And I was very unhappy. Dude, this fucking sucks, man. It it gets hotter, but it doesn't taste as bad. So yeah, no, no, it's good. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with it. But yeah, it sucks. Um, Final Fantasy 15, interestingly, really did face the uh, whole market thing. But uh, Dude, so it was you're better. saying it's good? I, I think it's good. I haven't played it. It's good. I heard it's kind of like a. Like a big romance. Yeah, but it's actually a pretty good story. Of a bunch of bros, like... <laughs> yeah. You know, if you ever, like... Dude, we're sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... I don't know. It's, it's a decent story, yeah. But it has a lot of things that you like. You know, you need chase achievements and that kind of shit. Oh, yeah, I'm not... Every game has achievements. Uh, so, yeah, I'm... Um, is there anything else you're pl- like? We got to get off fucking Final Fantasy because people that are that are listening to this podcast are gonna yeah, be like, totally. I know. What the? Fuck? I, like, I know. I get are it. You, are you playing anything else right now? Uh, right now, I downloaded Fortnite Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. It's free. So yeah, it's a, it's in uh, demo or, or yeah, uh, but beta? It, yeah, it's in beta, so it's free and it's pretty good. That's my douchebag dog. And uh, Destiny Two, I'm also playing. Oh, nice. And it's uh it's all right. This is too massive. It's just too massive for me. Yeah, like when games, um, I really like, really like massive games. But um, as an adult, it, yeah, it's hot. As an adult, it gets uh, difficult to to do the massive games. Yeah, totally. It's, it's uh, I say that, and I was just playing uh, Skyrim. Yeah, so. We got a dog, you know. You got to take care of your dog. I got to take care of my dog, and the dog will die if I just keep playing Skyrim all day. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you got <laughs> there's there's a win loss ratio here. Yeah. Dog dies, doesn't bark. It doesn't yeah. bark. <laughs> Good for podcasts. We're great for podcasts. Um, um, yeah. Are what, you, 
are you like are you playing anything with a story? What was the last like good story other than because Final Fantasy? Let's get right back on the Final Fantasy train. <laughs> yeah, no, other, other than that, like no, you know, uh, let me think. Um, shit, what did I play? No, I don't know. I, I mean, I played Overwatch a lot. Uh, the last story game I played was Resident Evil Seven. Was that a good story? Resident Evil Seven is great, super good, and I think my uh, my publisher and friend Max Booth. He, he runs Perpetual Motion Machine Publishing, which you should check out their library of books. Buy something. Definitely. But he uh, he wrote an article for you. Do you ever read the website Lit Reactor? Yeah. I have a negative experiences with Lit Reactor. Really? Okay. Let's hear that, dude. That's good. Let's hear that. Am I going to... I don't want to... Man, I don't want to talk shit about people, but... Um, so, before I had anything published... Um, I was I was kind of writing a, a novel, and I was writing. In, in fact, I had written my writer the the story that uh, one of Writers of the Future thing, which was my first publication. Yeah. Um, and I was just shopping it out for till took two years to sell that. Yeah. And then it won an award yeah. or whatever. But, uh, which is just the way publishing is. Yeah. Like, people don't like shit. But anyway, so, uh, Lit Reactor, I took a course on it. And Lit Reactor is not fucking cheap. It's like 300 or 400 bucks. Yeah. Don't, don't say the name of the course you took. You know what I mean? Yeah. I won't, yeah. I won't say who was involved, but <clears throat> let's just say they, they were in a project that Neil Gaiman had. Published or not published, but edited, and they were the the you know teacher or whatever, and they just didn't really provide good feedback or like they just it was just like kind of like an online high school course where no one did any like no one did anything. Yeah. It's just basically like paid, and then I just basically ignored everything from that site ever again because. Yeah. But this was like two thousand. 12 yeah when this happened but yeah so like I, I just had a bad te- teacher student te- student class cause there was like people are supposed to read your shit and critique it and like it's like I'm paying $400 for this shit like I want critiques like yeah. I don't want just like someone to be like oh okay I read your story it's like no that's not a critique it's like check plus yeah yeah like you a critique is like What's bad? What What's good? Yeah. What works? You know, what needs to fix? Yeah. You know? And didn't get that at all. And so I was just like, man, this is a fucking waste of money. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I mean, other than that. I wasn't like, so bad. Yeah. I wasn't so bad. Nah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not naming names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that person, though, that person has, like, like less, like, I was, like, super excited because they were on a couple podcasts yeah. that I really liked. Yeah. And then they were, uh, they had been involved with this Neil Gaiman thing and then that person has gone on to produce like no other publication so it's just like here I was thinking like oh this person's like up and coming like I'm gonna be getting like feedback from like someone in the industry and they didn't do shit so and I don't think they're even involved with Lit Reactor anymore I mean I don't know I don't follow them but well um talking about Max Booth he, he writes for Lit Reactor quite often and his articles are really great a lot of Stephen King articles he actually has a podcast called uh, Castle Rock Radio yeah him and his wife uh, Lori do it you should you should listen to it it's really great because what they do is they take a, a book or a movie about Stephen King or whatever and they talk about it and uh, 
It's really fun. But, um, God, I'm still burning from that de bomb sauce. Yeah, but, it's uh, hot, man. But, um, he was, I think he wrote an article for, for Lit Reactor about Resident Evil 7, how it's great for, uh, horror writers to write. It was, what you could learn from Resident Evil 7. As a, for, as as a, a writer. horror writer. Yeah, yeah. So it was good stuff. Let's go to the next one. Cool, know? let's do it. It's gonna get, it's gonna get fucking hot. Um, alright, let's fucking do this shit. This is, uh, so, funny thing about this is, this hot sauce, this is Mad Dog 357. This is hotter than the last one. The last one, like, we're all covered in sweat already, and we're yeah. literally, like, Lincoln. we had to pause this, and we were <laughs> bleeding out of our, every orifice. No. Um, yeah, funny thing about this, I put one drop of this, one drop, in my mac and cheese, like, uh, two weeks ago, and I was like, sweat. Dude, I think I'm going to pussy out on this and just take a little nibble. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, hey, you're my guest, man. You can't be doing better than me here. You've done it twice. I've done it. I, and, yeah, and, and you've and you've done it completely twice, right? Uh, no, the second time, uh, second time, I didn't do these guys. I just went directly to this. But I ate two of these. Okay, yeah. So, which when I when he's saying this, two guys, he's saying the the hottest one he did twice, but he didn't do the bomb. Yeah. Or what? What is this one here? Uh, 357. Mad Dog 357. The one that we're doing right now. The sauce will blow you away. I think. Yeah, I put one drop in my mac and cheese. And when you smell it, you can actually see, like, has a little bit of sweet. It's like, man, that would go really well with mac and cheese. One drop. Yeah, and I just put one. I mean, it wasn't a a huge thing of mac and cheese. It was just a little thing that I got from. Popeyes. Yeah, but this is a fucking nugget. No, yeah, yeah. This is a nugget, bro. This is a whole nugget that we put like a massive amount of this shit on. I know, man. You ready? Let's do it. Bump nugs. Bump the nugs. All right. Oh, man. I see a little cinnamon to it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. A little sweet. No. This one's definitely good. This one hits you better. And then it starts sucking. I gotta wash that down. Okay. That wasn't terrible. I'm sure it's going to hit me now. Oh, so so honestly, to me, what this is the the da bomb sauce. That's where you get initiated. These sauces that are technically hotter, yeah. they don't feel as bad for whatever reason. And I think it's a mix between this tastes substantially better than da bomb. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling the heat in the back of my throat. Yeah. Um. But it doesn't it to me, and they. This is how this is how I don't. I forget which season it was. Yeah. Maybe season one. But we have it exactly as it was. Honestly, I do think De Bomb is more uncomfortable. It, may, it might not be hotter, but it feels more uncomfortable. Oh yeah, I, I, I see that. Um, are you watching anything right now? What, or what is the favorite TV show you've watched? Ooh, that's the that's the weakness. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. Um, Jeopardy? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I actually don't. I mean, I, I feel like I'm everyone. I don't have cable or anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, hmm. Computer show, Netflix. I really want to watch the next Star Trek, but. Um, yeah, you got to pay for something else, though. Yeah. Sucks. Um, saw some Black Mirror. What the fuck else did we watch? I mean, I, I did a review of. Um, the Defenders. Yeah. And that was not that good. Okay. This is hotter. 
it's 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 hot because it this, this one actually it this one's okay. This is okay to me. I, I feel okay. The other one is like I mean it's just it's it's beyond insanity as the label says. Mm. Just gotta get that shit like get it down. See, this is not a great podcast format, you know. <laughs> yeah, you so, can't so see audio. the pain. You can hear me blowing my nose. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just imagine like this is what Trump's asshole feels like all the time. This is how he mm-hmm. is, you know. Uh. <laughs> I don't want to alienate any of my listeners out there, but I don't know if you knew this, but Trump is a dick, dude. I don't think there's a lot of Trump supporters that are creatives or listening to podcasts or have the internet. Yeah. I mean, well, they definitely have the internet. You know? Well, yeah. You know. God, this sucks. It's not that bad, though. I mean, I can feel things mixing in my stomach. I need milk! You want some more milk? <laughs> I got milk, man. Oh. I'm like, uh, what's his name? Uh, baked Alaska? When you got pepper sprayed in, uh, Charlottesville and he's just screaming, I need milk! I need milk! <laughs> Dude, I don't even know who any of these people are. Baked Alaska, he's a white supremacist asshole, right? Yeah. Mmm. Oh, oh, it feels so good because it's cold. Yeah. The milk is so fucking... Oh, man. I mean, I feel a little of that heat just, like, come up. But, uh, oh, yeah. I just burped and that was a problem. Oh, yeah. Any burp, any cough just fucks you up for, like, like five minutes. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to do this again. Yeah. I don't know how third, you've done this a couple times. Third time's the charm. Wow. I mean, you can, you can host your own... Uh, yeah, no way. I don't... Hot ones. All right, we're just going to do it, dude. And by do it, I mean we're naked now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we just going to do it, bro? It got so hot. <laughs> we had to take off our clothes and get naked and bang. Yeah, totally. That's how hot this shit was. Oh, God. All right. You ready? Fuck. No. <laughs> Are we going to do the whole thing? Or are we going to bitch out? <laughs> Well, I mean, We're gonna bitch out. Hey, let's not and say we did. Okay? Oh yeah! Oh dude! Oh man! I just ate the last <laughs> nugget. Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> Chewing some nugs, man. Woo! Oh yeah. Woo! Okay, Blair's mega death sauce with, with with liquid rage. It's not even the hottest sauce that they make. It says "feel alive." Whew! I, know, I, miss, I miss the minutes where we were talking about Final Fantasy yeah. I was definitely feeling like it, that, that conversation was lingering too long. But it's something it's I really enjoy. as long as this heat, man. Yeah, I know. I, it's something I enjoy talking about because I'm a nerd for that shit. But now, oh man, man. remember the good old days? The, the good old minutes ago where we were talking about... What are you reading? Right now, so I started reading Jeremy Robert Johnson's uh, Skullcrack City a little while ago, but then I picked up this other book called Zeroville by Steve Erickson, and that just, like, took me. So I read that, finished that, so I'm back on Skullcrack City, which is really great. Zeroville was awesome. I mean, it's like... What's that about? It's about a guy who's probably autistic, but he's, like, he just, like, remembers every movie he's seen. He's a super... Cinephile. Is he awkward? Uh, he's beyond awkward. Yeah. Um, and it's just so the book starts off with him. He's he goes to Hollywood to 
be near the movies. And uh, it's around the time the Manson murders are going around. He gets picked up in the area. You know, Sharon Tate gets murdered or whatever. But he gets picked up as one of the suspects. He's not. But he ain't it. And he ends up, you know, working in movies, editing films. And it's kind of about... I don't know, this is a great book. It actually really made me feel like, wow. You wrote... They wrote in a format that's not a... The chapters were very short. The chapters went up. You know, went to like 200 and then went back down. And I say there's like, so, you know, you think there's 400 chapters, but some of the chapters are like a, a line long. Steve Erickson. Did he write... That's the only book I ever read by him. Do you write... Is that The Devil in the White City? No, that's... uh. Larson, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's right. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. I know. And the chapter's really short. You have 80, 80 yeah, B. Yeah. There you are. Yeah, I mean, basically what what's like the perfect thing for my ADD is like comic books. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, they're all issues... You know, six issue arc. Yeah, it's just like you read it in fifteen minutes, and then you can either like, oh yeah, give me more. Oh no, I can put it down. Yeah, yeah. and you spend three bucks on them. Yeah, well, I mean, I get all my shit on uh, on Comicsology, and yeah. they just constantly like they they usually retail after a month's been out. Yeah, most of the titles that I read retail at half off what the the, the purchase price is. And then event like in print, and then eventually they'll have like a line wide sale where everything's fifty percent off. So that you're looking at seventy five percent off from like print to right. digital. And I, I'm not like I have a small house. <coughs> I, I used to be the person that like bought all you know all these comics or whatever. But now it's just it's gotten to the point where I don't have the space for it. Yeah. So it's like all, all my pretty much my comic book library is like all digital. Yeah. I never got. I mean, I, I knew comicsology existed. I, I, I like. I haven't read comics in a while. I go to the comic book store every now and then, pick them up. So I should really buy this. But it's like I'm gonna walk out with like a hundred dollars worth of yeah, things, it's, and it's, I can't decide anything. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks, and then you'll read through it in an afternoon. Well, you could potentially yeah, totally. You could, you could read through it in an afternoon if you really sit down, and depending on what you get, just because of how. Expensive, like the graphic novels are like twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, and you can read a graphic novel, and you know, depending on how long you look at the panel, yeah. of the art, you know, you might be looking at that. You might be reading, but finish it in an hour. Yeah, and so you could definitely. It's not uh, so. Yeah, that's why I buy digital. Yeah, so how much does it cost digitally? I mean, how much would something like that cost? Would be about three bucks if mm-hmm. it's on sale. Okay. You get bundled for yeah, like a, a full graphic novel. I'll see them on sale for like three bucks. Depends. Like uh, DC, they don't fuck around. Like their their shit's always expensive. Yeah. Like the the cheapest graphic novel, which is normally twenty bucks on Comicsology, even when it's on sale, maybe it's like eight bucks. Yeah. It's still kind of pricey. Um, and then uh, what's uh, but like image yeah. they're like you can get whole graphic novels for like two bucks wow super cheap might try that out yeah alright dude we're yanking at the porker quite a bit but there's no oink yeah I think we need to we got to I think we need a oink alright we're grabbing this Megadeth 
for real this time. Bumping nugs. <laughs> Bumping nugs. And eating this shit. I think I'm gonna only have half of this, so. Okay. But <laughs> you're looking at me like there's some kind of Dude, wimp. Don't don't be a <laughs> don't be a what, sir? Dude, don't be a wimp. <laughs> all right, all right. No, dude. Don't be a dude, wiener, dude. Don't hurt your stomach because, yeah, yeah, friends of mine have hurt their stomachs. So I'm totally eating this whole thing. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Bump okay. nugs one more time, dude. Bump. There we go. Oh, my God. It's fucking hot. It's so good. I so regret eating this whole thing. <laughs> oh, that tastes disgusting. That was pretty bad. Ooh. Let's see. I'm not feeling it yet. I think it's going to start. It's gross. And, and I let it sit there for too long because it was just like, ugh, it's disgusting, and now I feel the pain. Oh, man. I think it just like... How's your stomach? It feels full by, you know, drinking milk and water and beer. Dude, milk, water, beer. I'm going to throw up tonight. Yeah. Woo! Alright, hold on. Oh my god. What a mistake. You gotta edit this out and just make it look like we're fucking badasses. Yeah. So, uh... So, 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 so say your line now. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna say? Oh yeah, bro. No big deal, dude. Like, I'm totally dude. cool. I got it, bro. Can, uh... Can we, are, you got some more nuggets over there? Let's put... We got some more of this d- mega dust sauce. Let's fucking do let's it, fucking, Let's drink it, bro. Yeah. Let's do shots. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, backwards cap wearing, Oakley wearing. Do I feel it in my nose. Like, I feel the heat in my nostrils. I mean, you, I'm dripping, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't see where from, but... Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, well, I have to... Uh, so I have to suggest, since you do like Final Fantasy, yeah. and we've made this podcast of Final oh, Fantasy yeah. retrospective, um, <laughs> um, there is an image published book called Monstrous, uh-huh. which I can't fucking recommend enough to people. Okay. Oh man, it's hot. Yeah, this sucks. And uh, and um, <laughs> this is hot. Uh, yeah, it's it's really good. It's like if you took a couple of fa- Final Fantasy games and you just mixed some Eldritch Horror uh-huh. into it. It's a really great series. And the art is beautiful. Like, the art... Uh, I'm not super into anime. No. But it, it, it borderlines anime, but it's not too much like... Uh, it's not too much in that style. But yeah. you could definitely feel the uh, Asian... Eastern influence yeah. on it, on it, and the storytelling too. But it feels like a like if Final Fantasy like got very serious and much darker right. than than a normal because it has that kind of yeah. eldritch stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. Monstrous. Monstrous. The good thing about a podcast is that it's being recorded for me. I don't even have to like fucking write. Yeah. It down. Yeah. Oh, let me. <laughs> um, that sucked. That really fucking sucked. Um. It was, it, it lo- you know, now I understand, and I understand how much editing goes into that show. Yeah. Because I'm sure they're, I'm sure people are passing out you, by you the mom. Yeah, like you, you can't know. think, you you can't think after you eat the bomb. Like we yeah. were just like, uh, what were we talking about? Like, you know what's when, going on? You like, know when you get like really fucking stoned with your friends, you know? You get really fucking stoned with your friends. 
I've, I've never had marijuana in my life, ever. In my whole life, I've never had marijuana, ever in my whole life. Okay, Dad? But you know when you're sitting on your couch and you're just like baked out of your mind? In the movie. This is, this is the exact opposite of that, but you still feel like time has been erased. Yeah. But it feels longer for whatever reason. It's it, and my lips hurt, and I got a beard. How long? How long have we been podcasting? Because like, I mean, this is it's it's at one oh nine here, but it's recording from the beginning of the tape, so it's probably less. No, probably I don't know. It's less time than one oh nine, so it's probably about fifty five minutes of, of podcasting. Wow, yeah, because yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah, it feels... You can say whatever you want, no one's listening. It, it feels, yeah, <laughs> it feels like it could be, yeah, like time, you do get that dilation where it's yeah. like, when you're in pain, time lasts longer. Yeah. Like, when you're super stressed, time lasts longer. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, we're under that, that spell. I definitely feel that. What, what are you reading right now? You asked me that. Oh, well... I told you Skullcrack City, and you're saying... Well... I'm listening to uh, I'm I'm listening to Ta- the Talisman by Stephen King and uh-huh. Peter Straub, which one of my favorite books is by Peter Straub, uh, Ghost Story, which is one of those super long books that I actually like sat down and read. Yeah. That was like pre Audible days. Yeah, um, guys. So that um, I'm muscling through yeah. because people think it's really good. Or, like, I see, like, a lot, like, it's got a lot of good ratings, but uh, it feels not that good, because it's, like, it's got fantasy, and Stephen King is, like, how do I write fantasy? I don't know what that is. I feel, like, every, all of the fantasy parts feel very generic and not well thought out. Yeah. And then all the horror parts are, like, good. Yeah. So it's just, like, dude, just write a horror book. Like, just... Yeah. It doesn't need to be like it's like like literal like there's two worlds. There's like the normal world in this book, and then there's like a fantasy world where they're like horse like drawn carriages and shit. So it's like, but everything is super generic. There's no name for like none of the towns. Like there's no world building at all. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. Um, there's uh, you're like oh, I love that book. <laughs> no, I actually haven't read it. Um, the the thing about Audible, it's weird. I feel like I can pay attention to books more when I'm actually reading it. You think someone reading the book to you, it'd be easy, but it's a lot to slog through. It's just like you have to – you are not, you don't have any visual cues or anything like that. You're just sitting there and listening. It's hard to like not start putting your grocery list on. I realize I'm podcasting right now. I'm sure people are doing <laughs> that. But a book like that's hard. But I just I just listened to uh, Norm Macdonald's Based on a True Story, which is a comedy, not an actual memoir, but it's like a comedy book, and it's fucking hilarious. It like totally lends itself to comedy. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I read it. I, could I listen? Could I finish it on Audible? Probably not, man. Dude, uh, did yeah, you do it? It's not on Audible, yeah. but uh, I did listen to it, but it wasn't an Audible. One. Yeah. I, I want to say that's like. 60 or 70 hours. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, but the cool thing is, with Audible, you can, like, um, like the, yeah, you can go a little bit faster. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll do that when when the narrator sucks. Yeah. I'll just put it at, like, a 1.5 speed. Like, with this, I mean, this narrator is actually good. Yeah. But, like, the I'm like, 
this story Stephen King just like he doesn't he's like the opposite of Lansdale like yeah. Lansdale's like get to the point yeah. and Stephen King's like well, let's talk about nonsense and nothing for yeah know. I mean it's beautifully written nonsense and nothing it's still boring yeah I think Lansdale Lansdale's my hero 100% yeah. I, I worship Lansdale uh, I love Stephen King too in fact Robert Robert Dean who was on the podcast last was saying how Stephen King's the greatest living American writer. Hmm. And like non-ironically, he was saying that. Non-ironically, yeah. And, and, and I hear his point. I, I say, what I say is, I think he's the most underrated writer. Not because you know critics don't rate him well, you know, or they see him as genre trash. Yeah. And we're, we're genre people. We know how that feels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think you know. I I, I don't even want to name. I don't even want to name the greatest American writer. I don't know who it is. Yeah. But I love Joe Lansdale. Joe Lansdale has probably as many books in print. He, uh, yeah. He, he, I mean, he probably has a third the number of books as Stephen King, but it's still like probably 20 or 30, you know, books well, in print. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think all of his shit's in print, but I know for right. sure he's, he's published totally. like probably as much. He has a whole lot of shit out. Yeah. Because um, he, he's, like he's like a legit... Like started off small press guy, yeah. Like he, yeah. You know, and now it's only recently that he started blowing up with like uh, shows and shit. Like he's got. What happened, Leonard? I haven't. Yeah. I haven't watched. It. I've read one of the story. I haven't read one of the novels, but I've read one of the stories. Yeah. Really great stuff. Um, I haven't seen the show actually. I, I I've read a couple of the books. Real good stuff. Um, but his writing is still. He had a book called The Thicket. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one, and that I read. I was reading, and I was like, "Dude, this guy is, this guy is gonna be the the thing mm-hmm. in, in five years." Now it's like three years later, he's still not like quite where I oh, want. But, but he has a show. So he has a show, star. totally. Yeah, but this was like a book. Was like, dude, this guy's like modern Mark Twain. Like, yeah, it's that that great of writing, that great of storytelling. It's funny. It's still genre. But it has this crossover appeal. Yeah. It's weird as fuck, dude. It starts off weird. Yeah. And uh, but it still is like it has this has emotional impact. It's it has it has everything. It has, and there yeah. are some of his stories that have legit literary. Like you, you. Uh, there's one in Bumper Crop where there there's a salesman and kind of his like underman, like this yeah. guy that he's kind of training. And they're going through the desert, and they start seeing all the ghosts, yeah. like that have ever been, which are like all these massive whales and shit. Yeah. This is this beautifully very literary story, yeah. and I mean this this story is like five or ten pages. It's really short, and it's like it's super beautiful. And then he's like, he, then he's like, oh yeah, I'm Joe Lansdale, and he just fucking like it's all, it's all beautiful. And then with these ghosts, and then one of them just eats the fuck out of one of the characters, and it just ends. And you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's what? awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's he. Yeah, he's a uh, he's one of my favorite writers. Like, yeah. if I had to like, if you, so, if you had to say like, there's like one hero, you'd be like, "Oh, Joe Lanza." Joe Lanza. I'll tell you why. I'm from California, and I moved to San Antonio to mm-hmm. work to work for a family member, and. I, you know my, that family member. He, I love him. He's like my favorite, hundred um, percent. 
I, I realize I've been saying 100% a lot. Probably the <laughs> heat. But he's my favorite. Uh, a family member in a lot of ways. Um, and he brought me out here. But I was working for him. It was a startup. And I was the only employee. I was real alone. Real depressed. I was, a, I was riding at the time. But I wasn't really like... I was writing these weird stories that didn't have a place that I could see. You know, when you're alone, you start looking for things online. You know, yeah, you start trying to find your community, and and it's hard to find. And I somehow stumbled upon a short story collection by Joe R. Lansdale. I read a I read a story. I think the story is called Firehouse Dog. <laughs> yeah, and and that is the story. That that's a good one, right? And that's the one I was like, uh, that's that's a very literary story. It's too. a literary story, but it's so bizarre, and the premise is so bonkers. And I thought, you know, I think I found my Jesus. You Did know you, what I mean? Like, like this is that okay? So that story reminds me. Uh, I think you would love Mother, which I was gonna review. They I got in the press. Room. I like Mother a lot. I saw it. Yeah, so it's very much in that. Though there is. Well, there's a plot to that Lansdale yeah. story. Right. But this, there's no, like, every time you think there's something happening that's supposed to service the plot, yeah. there, it's not there for that. Yeah. It's it's like, no, this is the metaphor. Like, yeah. to, what did you, like, I felt like it was just this, like, I felt like it was a, an apology to Aronofsky's wife. Like, dude, like, this, I'm, I'm a creative and, like... That's what it felt like to me. Like people are all like, "Oh, it's about like the Earth and like the global warming shit." I thought that was like, that's just no. You, you're you're looking for meaning in this movie. Yeah, and I, I think the great thing about see, it's, here's the thing: it's about reach. You know, it's about like he, he he tried to do this. I think he knew the movie was gonna be hated. You know, I think he knew it. Well, they they marketed that movie horribly. Yeah. Because they were like, it's a horror movie. It's like, it's not a horror movie. It's yeah. a literary movie. Yeah. Like it, or it's like a... I mean, it's definitely an art movie. It's yeah. an art movie. Yeah. It, there's nothing about it that's like... There are... It's like, there are some comedic moments yeah. and there are some horrific moments. Yeah. But it's neither of those things. It's like... I saw it with my brother and, um, and his girlfriend and, and Nina. And uh, we went to Draft House because he visited a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago. They'd never been to a draft house. They wanted to see how it was in draft house. Draft so, house. so draft the house. only movie that that seemed worth a damn was that movie. Mm-hmm. So, we went to go see it there, and it, you know, and, and I thought, wow, this is, you know, this is definitely an awesome experience. It's a really weird, fucked up movie. Yeah, and you get the whole experience. Where you got the the dumb bumpers, you know, the trailers and stuff mm-hmm. that draft house does. But my brother and I, we both grew up. It it it, it, it literally was a cult. But oh shit! Yeah, but if you're gonna grow up in a cult, it's like the best you can grow up in. What? Because you know you're not. Gonna, it's called Worldwide Church of God. Oh, uh, so it's, it's from this branch of like weird. Uh, so there's a this guy started this thing in the '40s called Radio Church of God. And he was an apocalypse preacher. Uh, he was you know he wasn't very smart, but he was a, he was an ad man. He was like an advertising guy, and so he developed this style in advertising where he'd. Capitalize every letter of certain words, you know, mm-hmm. and that was his preaching style. He went on the radio and he was doing that, and he grew and grew and grew. So he started his own church called Worldwide Church of God <clears throat> from Radio Church of God, and uh, you know, so it's very strict. Everything's bad. The world's going to end at a certain time, yeah. and and he he unsuccessfully predicted the end of the world many times. 
Um, yeah. So, 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 so we grew up, but my brother. So you are like the, those people that are like, it's here. No, no, no. I mean, we were a little bit past that point. Okay. And, and my dad was, 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 was smarter than that. Okay. He, he still allowed us to watch the Simpsons and all that kind of stuff. All right, cool. But, uh, but we, we still grew up in this, you know, he needed structure. My parents were, were teenagers when, when they had me and my middle brother, my youngest brother, is the one who came in. Um, they were teenagers, and uh, so my dad needed some direction. Uh, I don't blame him at all for that kind of stuff, you know. But at the same time, it's like we went to church one time, uh, and we really feared God. And my youngest brother, who came to visit me, was the first atheist in the family for sure because he was like three or four years old. He gets he, he, <laughs> yeah. he gets strapped into his uh, he gets strapped into his uh, you know bumper what, what do they call those seats? Those infant seats, yeah, yeah, toddler seats. And he just straight up says. I hate God. And me and, my, <laughs> me and my middle brother is like, no. You're going to go to hell. We're going to die on the way back home. We're going to die on the way back home. And he's like, I don't care. I hate God. <laughs> Straight up. And we're looking at my dad like, dad, fucking your, knock his ass your out. Your brother's bad. Yeah. Ass, yeah. That. So he caught all this Bible uh, symbolism in there. And it's thick. I mean, it's thick with Bible symbolism. It's basically Genesis to Revelation, like that that whole movie. Yeah, but is the, isn't uh, Darren Aronofsky an atheist? Even though he didn't know. Yeah, no, I, I know he's an atheist, but I mean, it's just I mean, you in, to, in my mind, it's like it's like Greek mythology. You're going just, to hit yeah, on these yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to hit on this Christ thing. You're going to hit on Judeo themes. You're going to hit on Greek mythology. Yeah, because I I I like how like yeah, I mean. Uh, I like it. I, I thought it was a, a good movie. Yeah. I, I know, like, there were a lot of people that I, you know, I went with the, the critics, but I didn't get on their review. There were some people that loved that movie, and then there were some people that hated it, and I could totally see both sides. And Talk I about was Noah? Just, not Noah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, mother. mother, yeah. Um, and I just see, like, yeah, I mean, like, I, there's some merit. I just, I prefer, like, narrative. And narrative structure over poetry, and I felt like it was very much like a. And there was just there was technical things that I really didn't like. Like, I, I would say about seventy percent of that movie is shot within like two feet of uh, Jennifer Lawrence's face, yeah, which is just very repetitious. Yeah. And and it, when you get to the very end, that makes sense. And it's just like when you read a poem, like. There's a bunch of repetitious shit that's boring, and then it, sometimes it gets to the end, and you're like, okay, well, that yeah. makes sense, because yeah. it's a very cyclical movie. Like, the the metaphor is cyclical. Yeah. But, uh, and so I get the, the repetition there, but there were other things that I felt like that may have been sim- symbolic, but they seemed like they were, like, it seemed like there was this cult thing going yeah. on. It seemed like there were... These crazy people trying to fuck with her, and it's like no, nothing's going on. Yeah. There's no story. There, this is a po- poem, and you're in a bizarro world, and that's all, like every bit of it is just uh, to enhance the art, and yeah. not to make not to make a narrative or not yeah. to make sense. I think that movie was more of an experience. 
You know for sure. I mean? for and sure. it was like a, going on a ride for two hours. Yeah. Um, and, and I liked it a lot. And there's another there's another director who does that kind of shit, Terrence Malick. Yeah, I haven't. You know, yeah. and his movie's just, you know, kind of uniformly boring. But one of the things is, dude, I talked about The Tree of Life or whatever by Terrence Malick for like hours after I saw it. Uh, Mother. Wait, is it, is it Tree of Life? No, that's... I, it was, one it was, of them's Darren Aronofsky that's like it. What's the one that's... I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but it's Darren Terrence Malick. It, this film, it says Brad Pitt and Sean Penn in it. Oh, okay, I'm thinking of... And it was, it was, a, it was, it was a, a bad movie, and it was boring, but there's a lot to unpack. And so, yeah. what did I want out of that movie? When I went to the theater, I wanted a movie experience. But what I ended up getting was something to fucking talk about for, like, two days straight. You yeah. Know? And so, that's worth something, you know? Um, I, would, I would not watch that movie again. <laughs> I do feel like the, the best, though, is where you can have a narrative... Like a, a to me, my personal favorite thing is where you have a narrative, and then you have also the, all these other symbols and these other things that are going yeah. on that cause that you know want to let's talk about this. For, yeah. You know what is the what is the meaning of this? Even though like it delivers both things, it delivers yeah. like a great story, then also delivers. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Shit. Well, that was awesome. And it also sucked. Oh yeah, how are you time. feeling? I feel good now. Yeah. I, you know, I, audience, I have to tell you, I did not eat that full nug. Oh <laughs> shit! The truth comes <laughs> out. Uh, but I'm not gonna finish it. I don't care, dude. I'm yeah, sorry, bro. I didn't eat any yeah. of these nuggets. <laughs> but uh, Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, for sure. And torturing ourselves. And yeah. I've been. Da- I look forward to the next episodes of Deer Man, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm really digging that. It's a lot of fun. You're the first person I had on the show who's actually listened to. I listen. I love. I actually really love your performance. Oh, like, well, thanks, I, man. It's yeah. it's really it's fun to listen to. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's cool. How All many right. more? Well, how many more? Uh, real quick. How many more episodes? Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. yeah. I'm literally writing them and recording them. The day they come out, basically. That's fucking awesome. And so it's kind of one of those things I wanted to do that. I wanted to make like a time thing, you know. Like how many words? uh, It's only about fifteen hundred words every episode. I mean, I can push it if I want, but usually it's the meat of it's done by fifteen. So yeah. So. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. This is awesome. I had a great time talking to you, and this is gonna be a really long fucking episode, but (laughs) a lot of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, that episode. All right, thanks, man.